0: Hey, Dog Speak Gigs. Hope you're having a wonderful week so far. We uh, we went without an episode last week because Brett was out of town and nobody else wanted to record with me. But Brett's back. I feel like that's not true
1: that no one wants to record with you.
0: Okay. just was kind of got too busy. Okay. All right. All right. But I do need some others to come record when you're not available. Gray, um, <laughs> Amanda.
1: Well, yeah, we have some people lined up. So yeah we got to get
0: steve back see. yeah steve if you're listening shoot me an email mm-hmm. i've been meaning to reach out to you bud uh i've been
1: missing you so this is how you're gonna instead of just it, texting, just, him, instead of texting or him, yeah, him or emailing him or calling then i know if he's listening just, to the episode or not you're literally just gonna call him out on the podcast yeah, dude because you know what everybody
0: else wants to hear from you too man that's, that's fantastic what I'm saying. it's just the way we do things
1: right Th- that is true everyone is waiting for steve to come back yes
0: and uh Heather was great. We had a really good time with Heather. We've had mm-hmm. some really good feedback. And uh, we had our dog communication seminar this past Friday night at the farm, and it was a huge success. Had it was a lot packed, of people. It was right? packed. Yeah, it was
1: packed like from the pictures. Um,
0: if you are not local, highly recommend that you get it. On our website, Uh, you can get it, Britt can send you the link for 50 bucks. You can have three months access and your entire family can watch. Mm -hmm. Um, Or hey, you know what? I don't care if you're buying it and you want your entire facility to watch it, whether you are a doggy daycare, a training business, a boarding facility, a veterinarian's office. Everybody that interacts with dogs needs this. That is true. Um, And we had people there that had already
1: been to it like three times. So I was, uh, well... So I was out of town for work and, uh, I was having lunch with a coworker and, and so we're kind of talking about, you know, families and, you know, kind of getting to know each other. And he said, um, oh, Hey, will your you know, will your wife be home when you get home tonight? Cause he knew that you work nights. I was like, no, she's got the seminar. And so I started telling him about it and I was like, man, I think I've seen this thing like tw- almost 20 times close to 20 times and i still learn something from it every time
0: yeah and and i tell you and i've been trying to work on getting some like more videos put on there um so we might even redo the one that's on the website that was our zoom we might offer a zoom again um if you're interested in a zoom live zoom dog communication let us know um it's not as much fun as in person it's kind of because i don't get to interact with the people It still is BYOB, though. But it is BYOB. Um, But I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't. I'd do it again. I'd do another one, and we could re-record that one, because I've added new things since the one that's on the website.
1: I know. And even, um, it's funny to sort of see the evolution of it since, gosh, the first time I saw it was 2011. Yeah, and I was even showing it before that. Yeah, and so just sort of seeing the evolution of not just the seminar, but you as a trainer. And a behavior consultant, like just seeing sort of, but, you know, the whole communication part of it has remained consistent. Yes. That is, that, very little of that has changed, but you have added to it. Yeah, I've added things like stress
0: signals instead of just like calming signals and how dogs avoid conflict and confrontation, but really how to look at a dog who might be, um, stressed out or that fuse has been lit before they want to you know explode yeah um, and get into something um, and of course we are also going to put together you're gonna hear those squeakies <laughs> in the background Myers playing but it's a dog podcast so you know uh, deal I mean, with it you know. but and now of course your other dogs are probably like barking now and looking for it but um, what what are there you looking at? In your glass. You're like staring at my wine glass. There's something in it. No, there's nothing in it but wine.
1: There's some fingerprints on it that you're seeing. Oh, it must have been. Oh, it's the light hitting it. it looked, I'm I was drinking like, my wine. Call trying, me out, man. I was trying to save you from drinking a bug. You
0: know what? At this point, by day, <laughs> I don't even
1: care. It's protein.
0: <laughs> so, anyway, we are going to also put together a dog interaction, I think, seminar that I used to do. Um, but I've got some ideas for some new things. I've been doing a lot of continuing education. My brain hurts,
1: but um, is that why you're sort of like uh, depleted right now? I'm a little empty. Yeah.
0: Um, I I definitely need my tank refilled. Yeah. So you seem very yeah depleted. Yes, but, you know, but you know what refills my tank is hearing from you guys, <laughs> right? Shoot us, uh, shoot, a, shoot us an email. We're gonna do a whole campaign. Fill Nikki's tank. Fill my tank up, man. Um, I'm gonna have to close this door because <laughs> I don't know if I can. I bought him a new toy today. Sorry, a, guys. It is. It's a squirrel. It literally it's a, is squirrel. a squirrel, and it, he is squeaking it like crazy. Um, man, he's going through adolescence, which uh, we are definitely going to be doing a deep dive into for an episode because i am dealing with some things with him yeah and you're like oh my god what is wrong with him um and it's just adolescence that is something we are going to get into um i'm gonna make my notes and make sure i don't miss anything because i know that other people are feeling the pain Mm -hmm. of their dog going through adolescence oh for sure yeah but that is not what today's about
1: no what are we talking about today
0: um I think that we need to talk about um, something that is near and dear to my heart that I see all the time. And, uh, you know, we did a, an episode on common mistakes of teaching your dog to come when called. Um, I want to do common mistakes of leash manners and walking in general. Because it's amazing to me that that is one of the most common complaints we get that people can't walk their dog. Yeah, and so what ends up happening is they get frustrated. The dog is too strong. They put on a prong collar. They get an e collar. They they do things that's going to cause discomfort to the dog, instead of just learning about these common mistakes. Right? I don't think it's fair that we should put discomfort to our dog to make our walk better when there are things that we can do. Exactly. Right.
1: Exactly. And I've been. It's funny. I've been uh, following. I don't even know her name. I should learn her name. She's a behaviorist on uh, Instagram. And uh, just she's been talking a lot lately about um, walking your dog on a leash. Of course, you know, obviously our goal is to, and hers as well, is like for them to not be on a leash, to have, you know, sort of have that, not even, I don't want to say voice control because control seems sort of anti what we are but um direction voice directions i mean i I, I, for lack of a better word
0: control i mean we're controlling dogs with a leash well exactly i mean but yeah it's to have an open line of communication verbally based to where you can get a response from your dog in an instant I just came that up was, with that shit. That was good.
1: You were just like, I saw
0: I saw the wheels. It did. <laughs> I was like a little mouse in a cage. <laughs> <out of laughs> <your> little <throat> hamster in my little cage. Yeah, I was like, so, wait, wait, I got it. I got it.
1: Yeah. So anyway, sorry. Uh, I went off on a tangent there. But um, yeah, I've been learning. Our a- entire episodes I are know.
0: tangents. I don't know what you're talking about. But
1: it's hard when you're listening to your dogs in the background trying to sort of ignore (laughs) yeah well that's just the way it goes i mean they've been quiet all day (laughs) they wait until we're doing a podcast um yeah all that to say i've been uh i've been uh reading up on well then good
0: you'll have some things to say
1: i do have some things to say as it turns out all right
0: well that's good um so do you want to start well no okay
1: (laughs) i have like i have things to add you're like i don't have things to lead on this one
0: So the the comment, there are many common mistakes people make with walking their dogs with a leash. Um, I personally use a leash and I teach my clients to use a leash to teach appropriate manners and to teach verbal control, (laughs) verbal response or response, Mm, response. right? So verbal response so that if you do have to have a leash attached, it's just there. It's not actually helping your dog stay with you. Yeah. And... Um, For me, I think a lot of people really look at the leash uh, in a wrong way. They look at the leash to completely control the dog and to communicate to the dog with the leash. Right. Yeah. Right?
1: No, I see what you're saying.
0: And so then you end up getting someone who's pulling on the dog because the dog's pulling on them. And then what happens, our visceral response when someone's pulling on you is to pull back. Mm -hmm. And so it's like this vicious cycle. Yeah. Yeah. We are going to get into some of those things of how you can improve. But the very first thing we need to talk about on walking your dog, does your dog even enjoy it? That's your first mistake of thinking you have to walk your dog. Yeah. Now, I'm going to, this is a a statement for those that have the, you know, that don't have to walk their dog. If you live in an apartment, you live in a condo, you live somewhere where you don't have a yard for your dog. You have to walk your dog, right? You have no choice. I mean, there's no choice there. But what I'm talking about here is walking for exercise, luxury, Mm -hmm. enjoyment. Mostly, what people use walking for is exercise, Mm -hmm. right? So, my first question is: Does your
1: dog even enjoy walking? How do you know if they do or not? I mean, because we've talked about this. I know, I know my dog, right? But what are some what are some like signs for people if they haven't listened to past episodes? Cause we've talked a little bit about this in past episodes, but um. so
0: the biggest is um, every, almost every dog, when you get a leash and a collar out, unless they've had really aversives attached to that, and even dogs that have had aversives attached to collars will still be excited when it comes out mm-hmm. because the, the joy they may or may not find um, or the anticipation of something fun because when you get a leash and a collar out, they don't necessarily know that we're going to walk around the block. They may think, Hey, we're going to get in the car. We're going to go to the dog park. We're going to go to a friend's house or, you know, something like that nature. So they don't automatically know, Oh, this is our walk around the block. Mm -hmm. But even dogs that have say prong collars and people say this all the time to me, well, he comes running when I get the prong collar out. Well, that's because the anticipation of what could happen outside this home yeah, is you, more rewarding you get to go outside you get to go outside you get to get outside yeah. your box, right So it kind of real to me is similar to like my tattoos. I will run to a tattoo needle to get a tattoo because I know what the end product is. doesn't mean that it's always pleasant
1: mm-hmm.
0: right but I purposely put myself in that because I like that end product. So well,
1: the good thing is though a tattoo is not uh, traumatic. Physically, or no, because uh, I've made the choice. I mean, unless you have a really bad artist, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've made the
0: choice to do that. So there are several things that you may know that is going to not be as comfortable, but you do it because of the result. Um, exercise is like that for a lot of people. Me, um, you, you hate, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I love to exercise, I love to work out, I don't like to run. Um, I do love just getting out and walking. But um, I'm not a runner. If I had to run for exercise, I would probably be obese because I wouldn't do it. Uh, spoiler alert. You don't have to. No, I don't. Thank goodness. I lift weights. Yeah. But here's the other thing with walking your dog. Walking your dog, for not for the purpose of potty, should not be for exercise.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now- Again, if you live in an apartment, if you have to walk your dog for potty and that's the only time they get some exercise, okay, adjust your thought process on it. But going from point A to point B should not always be in everyone's wheelhouse. right? Now, so when we talk about a dog for a walk, the very first thing that I'm probably going to look at is as soon as I walk out the door with my dog, what's my dog doing as soon as I walk out the door? Mm -hmm. Right. Does the dog's nose go to the ground? Does it start hunting for something on the ground or is that dog's head lifted up, scanning in a very hyperactive way of anything that could jump out at them? Are the ears back? Are they forward? Are they neutral? What's the tail doing? Did the dog go out the door and want to go heading for the road or is the dog kind of walking out and looking like, "Mm, I don't know, I thought we were going to the car, (laughs) right? I mean... Um, do you have a problem with your dog not walking with you consistently? Maybe the dog stops. Right? Is the dog lunging and lunging and barking at everything that goes by? If your dog is lunging and barking at things that are going by, your dog is not enjoying the walk. That that's for sure. So we, of course, we've talked about Isabella.
1: Yeah, it's just funny because when I take her out, the the so she is not the kind of dog that runs to you when you grab the leash. She. She's not stoked about that. She's like, I don't know what kind of trickery this is. Cause
0: some- because she doesn't know, are we going yeah. to the park uh-huh. to where it's quiet? Or are mm-hmm.
1: you going to try to walk me in the neighborhood, in the neighborhood where it's not quiet? She's like, not about. So uh, she is like, all right, I'm going to pee in the yard. She pees in the same spot. It's like her, um uh, her ignore, you know, when... Oh, geez! Oh, boy. My, my. (laughs) Where is this going? (laughs) My train just derailed. If you've seen the communications seminar, you know that dogs mark. um, It's a calming signal. Uh, So that's what she does. (laughs) That's what I'm trying to say. She's trying to calm the environment down or calm herself down for the the fear of whatever she's anticipating. Yeah, mark. Mark is what I was trying to say. Um, And then she sort of like looks at the car like and goes that way. Yeah, I'm much rather really get
0: in the car and go she's somewhere like, away
1: from here. Are we going to the car? And usually we do. I I don't even walk her in the neighborhood. Very, I mean, very rarely. Yeah, um, you really don't because she doesn't find it fun. No, and if I do, I I let her. I just let her do whatever. I let her pull. I let her go where she wants to go because she's not, you know, reactive. Not not pull. I was gonna say in, I'm about to throw
0: something. No, at No, not
1: you. not pull and like going to the leash and, like, dragging me. But, I mean, if she wants to go, because I use a long leash if, yep. I, if I'm walking her in the neighborhood, if she wants to go further out than usual, I don't care, you know, because I, I want it to be something that's positive for her, and it is a sniffy walk. It's, well, the whole point
0: of going out there was to do something for her. Right, exactly. And if it's she's not feeling that, then are we really doing it for her, or are we doing it to lessen our guilt because they've been exactly. in the house all day?
1: Yeah. So it's really hard right now because, what what was it today with the heat index today, 105 here? Yeah, something like that.
0: 103, 104. Yeah. Tomorrow through Friday is 106 It's
1: for heat index. And it's not just here. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's all over. This is across, you know. So we don't... Everywhere No walks on that.
0: Um, Yeah. And here's the thing with that. So that's another thing is if you walk your dog every day, Mm, if you do one or two walks every damn day... And then you have, like, oh, my God, it's freaking too hot. Your dog is going to have a a harder time adjusting to not going than if you just walk them three to four times a week. I don't think dogs need to be walked every day, but we'll get into that. But they're going to have a harder time adjusting to that because that routine is off Yeah. Um, on days like weather's bad or it's just too damn hot. Mm -hmm. Right? Do not be taking your dogs out for that walk. Yeah. Find ways to exercise in the house. And you know what? Every body, every, not everybody, but every body needs off days and rest days. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Your dog doesn't need to be walking seven days a week. That's true. All right. So on a side note with Isabella, because people are probably, if they've not listened to the ones in the past of, well, why doesn't she like the neighborhood? If she's lunging at cars and bicycles and kids and, or if she's stressed out, then what are we not doing to fix that,
1: right? Um, but first of all, she's not reactive. So there you go. So that's good. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, it's good. Yeah,
0: right. So, I mean, because I'm thinking sorry. about what people would, are I'm, thinking, right? Sorry. Like,
1: I'm being defensive of my dog right I know, now. No, I like, totally get I'm that. Like, I'm going to
0: have to pause just for two seconds and go handle these dogs to make sure <laughs> that your dog is not killing my dog. Okay. We yelled at the dogs. We did not. I know. No, we actually also just got um, more alcohol. So we're good now. Beverages, um, but we did keep the door open, so it might get loud again. So yes, yeah, so Isabel is not reactive, but she gets stressed out. Mm-hmm. You got her DNA results back, <laughs> and I, that's what I wanted to bring up. Hold on, can I pull them up? Give me time to pull them up. Well, it's not like you can't remember. I mean, it's pretty obvious. We've talked about what she is.
1: I know, but it it, it was a little different than I think we yeah just a little but and and, and here's the thing
0: is when we talk about does your dog like walks you have to take breed in consideration right so we're going to be talking about isabella and what what her dna came back but if you take somebody like not somebody but if you take like a guardian breed you walk them around the same block every day that's going to become a part of their territory and now you've actually given them a bigger job than they're prepared to handle. <laughs> I didn't right? know I had to guard the whole... I didn't have to guard the whole damn blog. neighborhood, right? <laughs> Shit.
1: my neighborhood watch now? Right? That's so great. we
0: do have to keep, keep in mind dog breeds and, and whether that is actually even something that is appropriate. So with Isabella, the reason she has a problem with the busy mm-hmm. neighborhood. Go
1: mm. ahead. You guys... Okay, obviously, she looks identical to a Border Collie. Yes. She acts like... I mean, we knew she's uh, she's a herding breed. Oh, yeah, she's I totally mean, a herding breed. No, there was no, no doubt, doubt there. Um, she's exactly 1% off between her first one and her second one. She's, Which is really not that much different. No, it's, it's really... <laughs> when you look at the breeds. It's really not. And I po- I posted it in the, um, the rescue that we got her from. And so... Like, on Embark, it'll show you relatives, like, immediate relatives. And I found her brother, who's also from the same rescue, even though he's a year younger. Like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, anyway. Okay, when
0: you said that, I didn't know
1: it was the year younger I didn't that either. was from Goofy Foot. I just found out. I thought they were from the same litter. And Goofy
0: Foot Rescue, y'all, if y'all want to rescue a dog, go to Goofy Foot. Just look them up, Goofy Foot.
1: Dog Rescue.
0: Dog Rescue. They're out of West Tennessee, but they send a lot of dogs up north.
1: Yeah, I think if you go to the website it says that And they do in mostly
0: smaller dogs, the but north. they will have some big dogs, but they're phenomenal, they do everything right.
1: So anyway, I, I have to go in because um his his mom is in the Facebook group. And uh, so I'm gonna go in and let her know. Anyway, she is Australian cattle dog first and border collie second. And that's surprising to me. Do you know what her
0: uncle Grey said? Did you already tell him? I did tell him. What did he say? He said, "This is
1: why she's so crazy."
0: So she is a little crazy. Um, but anyway. we've talked about that herding braid chaos coordinator. Yeah. Right. So um, did you look at the rest of the? Um, well, I did. I glanced, but to me, I'm I'm looking at that twenty five percent and up, and considering she has herding.
1: Yeah, I mean, her, almost fifty percent. Herding is fifty. She
0: <laughs> Plus, it's in the super mutt, too. She had yeah. 19% super mutt. Which is
1: um, Australian Shepherd is see? in the super mut. This girl's got 14% beagle. I'm really glad she doesn't howl. I am so glad she does back. not howl,
0: but it would make sense of that nose. And then German Shepherd and then Lab. And it's funny because I see neither one of those in her uh, behavior-wise. Um, the beagle, I can see it because her nose is on that ground. Mm-hmm. Big time,
1: yeah. She just doesn't do that baying or she does not. They call thank that.
0: goodness, and she's not a huge yeah. barker at all. Yeah,
1: so- except when she like sees a dog or something, she gets excited. Mm-hmm. But not here at the house. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So walking her around here as a chaos coordinator. Now that we have the official results, um, it's not. Uh, it's and I think that's even when she's on a trail when we because she loves hiking. I mean, she gets a long lead, she gets to go smell, she gets to do her thing. Marking behavior a lot. Yeah. That's just her. Yeah. And so when she sees a human on the trail, she's like, why are you here? Well, it's out of context. Yes,
0: She's like, huh? (laughs) Yeah. y'all hear Myers in the background? That's his Yorkie bark. She's a Yorkie, a little shitter. Oh, God.
1: He's the barker. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's enough about her. But. So
0: yeah, so we that, so that's really the first question to ask: Does your dog even enjoy it? Right? Look at the body language, mm-hmm. and that's something we can, we talk about in the communication seminar. What is, you know, what is your dog's natural ear placement? Your dog's natural head placement, tail placement, right? What does your dog's body language look like when you walk outside with the leash, or when you grab the leash? right? You've got to take these things in consideration. Do not think that every dog enjoys going for walks. Yeah. Period. They do not. Just not, just like not every person enjoys going for a walk. Not every person enjoys uh, running on a treadmill or working out, right? It's, it's a personal preference. And there are other ways to get exercise than with, you know, Using some type of barrier like a leash and going from point A to point B. Yeah. And if you want that dog that is going to walk with you or exercise with you and run with you, then you need to make sure you get the right breed. Right. Just because border collies have a lot of energy doesn't make them a good jogging partner. Nope. Because they may keep running with you because you're at a certain speed, they have no choice. And a lot of people will say that when I when I run the dogs, perfect. When I walk the dog, they're pulling. Mm-hmm. Just because they're running the regular speed with you doesn't make them actually comfortable. They're not. They're not showing you they're comfortable by running. They're running with you because that's the only way they can keep you from you know being dragged down the street. Yeah. yeah. But they're still having to deal with all of that that's in the environment.
1: Yeah, and I think that's. So that's funny you say that. So thinking about a herding dog when they run, because everybody's like, "Oh, I I run with my border collie," you know, and obviously there are exceptions to the rule. Yeah, we yep, know this. Run in the woods, but we um, you know run somewhere quiet, or not even that. But when a when a healer when a herding breed is running, they're running doing a job mm-hmm. independent of their handler. But it's also not a constant run. Exactly. It's very it's methodical a positional run. It's methodical. Yes. It's there's stalking involved. There's yep. all kinds of things involved. Um, there's communication with the handler, even though they're pretty independent. So, you know, you can imagine if you take a breed that's used to being methodical about its running and that sort of thing, and then it's attached to a human who's making it run. It's like, what the hell? Yeah, like, what
0: kind of stress are
1: you creating? This is not my jam. Right. Yeah.
0: And, and, and please understand, too, that you're not always going to see that stress or that dog that's uncomfortable come out in an external behavior. And I'm mm. going to give you a really good example of this in human terms. As we've talked about before, Britt is an introvert. That's true. When you get overwhelmed,
1: mm-hmm.
0: no one would know it. Unless they knew you,
1: uh,
0: Yeah. It's taken me time over the years. <laughs> You're like carefully wording. No, this. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not scared. I'm not scared of getting in trouble. What I mean is that when I first was with you, I thought you were fine, and you were just had your bitch face on, right? Mm-hmm. Not really bitch face, but you just you look to me. I didn't see anything obvious. Now that I've learned, when you get quiet, and when I see this kind of look come across your face, I know you're overwhelmed. You don't have to exhibit anything physically that's like overbearing right. externally. Like
1: over over Like you don't yeah.
0: like start getting short with people, or you're not pacing. You're not, you know, necessarily fidgeting with your hands. Now your leg will kind of start to kick a little bit, but your face, I lose... Um, I see that you've almost kind of, you've disassociated. Not completely, but I can tell you are, yeah you're not right there in the moment. Right, exactly. Right, so I've learned to read that body language with you mm-hmm. so that I can now be respectful of that because before being an extrovert, I'm just like, why do you not have any fun? Why can't you have fun when we're doing this? Yeah. Why do you got to sit there and just look so like, you know, bitchy? I don't think I ever said it like no, that. I don't think. But. That.
1: Yeah, you might you know have what I'm said saying? it that way one time, but it's fine, right.
0: right? so we can't automatically look at our dog and go, well, they weren't growling,
1: lunging, barking. They were running with me. Mm-hmm. They're fine. Yeah. Are they? It's, it's funny because when I was out of town this week, I was at this um, really large expo. <laughs> and my team and I were, basically, we were working from 7 a.m. until 10 p.m. for what, four days yeah three days and um my boss who's a friend who i mean a former boss she's also a former boss so that's i consider her friend um you know she she knows she could tell she's like you're you're done like your tanks your tanks empty yeah and it's funny because someone else on the team is the same way he's he and i are like almost identical with that and it's like yeah, but we can still keep calm. We can still... Nobody would know unless they knew you. Right, exactly. Which is, that's why it's our job
0: as an owner to really know our dog. Yeah. Well, and also know your partner. hmm And know the people you're with. Exactly. Yeah. Body language. Yeah. And and I think that when people sit back and think about that for themselves, and they think, okay, I've had those moments where I'm just, I'm done. And as and, and I am an extrovert, But I don't need as much as I used to. Mm -hmm. I have found myself being done. And I'm having to learn what that looks like within myself. Right. Because I'm not used to seeing it. And if I'm not used to seeing it, I can't expect anybody else to see it. I can communicate that. I need to go home now. I'm done.
1: You're dog. Or, or you need to leave my house you now. You need to leave my house now.
0: Like my friends, several of our friends that come and hang out with us, they know when I'm done. They know. I don't have to tell them. They okay. just know because I do certain things and they just kind of know I'm done.
1: You have a routine.
0: Uh, and so, I think that we have to do a better job at respecting our dogs and learning that about them and not automatically assuming that they're okay with it. Right. Because if you're not seeing that and you keep putting your dogs in this environment, you're going to have stress stacking and that dog is eventually going to explode. And to you, it's going to seem like it's out of the blue Mm -hmm. and it's not, Mm -hmm. it's just been building and building and building. So first question, does your dog even like to go for walks where you're walking? So maybe I should say that. Does your dog yeah. enjoy going for walks where you normally walk? It
1: can be situational. situational, right? Situational.
0: So that is your job first and foremost to think, does my dog enjoy this? Or would my dog rather spend five minutes in the backyard playing fetch? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's exercise. Yep. Your walks should be more about enrichment, not exercise. You should not make your dog walk or run with you for exercise. That exercise is your prerogative and your right and your want and need.
1: Yeah, it's like you're. We're so um used to multitasking. We're like, hey, if I can knock two things out at one time, like let's do it. But it's like, nah, nah, nah. Practice some self care. You go do you separately from. Working with your dog, you know? Yeah, please
0: stop making your dog exercise with you. (laughs) Because I I do. I get clients that are like, but I got a dog so that I would go walking. Well, that's not your dog's responsibility. Yeah. It's not on your dog to go walking. You need to make that decision. Mm -hmm. And you need to find out if your dog is actually enjoying it. So I know we spent like 30
1: minutes on that (laughs) right there. I feel like it's because... We haven't done a podcast together in a while. And it has like, been a couple,
0: haven't. You know, it's only been a couple weeks.
1: I just feels We did the recall like, one together. It feels like
0: it's been longer. But but I think that is such a big one that people, mm-hmm. they, they focus so much on how to teach a dog to walk. They don't actually sit back and go, does my dog even enjoy what I'm doing? Right. And here's the other thing. People think that they're bad owners if they
1: don't take their dog for walks.
0: Do you know how many walks my dog gets a week?
1: I mean, we have a... I have we, a yard. We're, we're lucky enough to have a yard, but... Uh,
0: maybe one. Yeah. And I do it because I want to give him enrichment, not for exercise. I go to the gym. And if I want to go for a walk to where I want to walk, and I just want to walk, I don't take him. Exactly. I just go with me. Matter of fact, I don't even take you. If I just want to go for a walk, I want to walk by myself. So I'm not responsible for anybody else. Right. So so that's a, probably the biggest thing. is I, I think that's just something that nobody talks about is, does d- your dog enjoy the walk? Do they enjoy where you're walking? Should you take them for walks? Don't feel
1: guilty if you don't. Yeah. Are you meeting their needs elsewhere? It needs to, yeah. It needs to be about enrichment. I've, once I figured that out, it was sort of like life-changing in a way that's really exaggerating but um, no it, 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 I mean it, it seems, it's life-changing it in that relationship feels, with your dog feels cliche yeah it's like oh like something clicked like oh man yeah like she loves being in the woods like mm-hmm. she's all about it she's that knows us to the and when I quit trying to make her mind you know when we're hiking when I quit trying to Do commands and all this shit with her because it's not needed unless you need it,
0: right? Right, like like one once, once or twice on a trail.
1: Yeah, once I realized like it's okay for her to have her nose down. It's you know I'll do a you know a, a this way if there's I see something coming that we need to get out of the way or. You're
0: not just saying commands to get your dog to be responsive. You're actually using words to elicit a response that is needed in the moment. Mm-hmm. You're not just saying, well, I have to go through these commands to make sure you're listening to me. Mm-hmm. I don't. People are blown away, I think, sometimes when my dog is, he, what, he's seven and a half months now. Um, he still doesn't know how to down on command.
1: No, he doesn't.
0: Do I need it? No. Will he down? Yeah, when he wants to. When I put his placemat out, he will. Yeah. Why have I not named it? Because I don't really need it. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's again changing your thought process on what it used to mean to be a dog owner Mm -hmm. and what it's starting to move towards where we're actually seeing them as an individual organism that we should feel blessed and fortunate that they put up with our shit. Yeah.
1: Yeah you know what's funny is um having border collies previously you know i mean they they do want direction that's part of That's it. part of the genetics yeah right? um and so isabella and i play this game and it is command-based but it's like just fun shit right like you know down and then she'll it's funny she's like she goes down real quick and she's like wagging her butt because she knows she's like i'm gonna get rewarded. This, is, this is a fun time it's a fun game
0: not a let's see if mama is really in control of me so she can show off to her friends
1: exactly like because it's pretty obvious when my friends come over i have no control of her you have no fucking control <laughs> i am
0: sitting there like i just i'm gonna leave the room <laughs> because like, i don't know this I'm, dog. I'm ready to kill both my wife and the dog She's just excited. Man. Oh my god! Then fucking put her on a leash. Like, I mean, that is one of my like. I do have, I do have issues with that. You
1: got some things. That's a whole other conversation. You got some things. That's a whole other episode. So anyway, all right, let's move on. But anyway, no, we we use the commands um, as a game. Yeah, um, for her, like a just a mental. Yeah, your your walk, her listening. You know, your
0: walk shouldn't be about just seeing if your dog can be responsive in different areas. It it's, it should be enrichment. But it's also, we are now going to talk about kind of what some of the other mistakes are. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've wrapped up that part. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I, I keep thinking there's just, that is such an important part to think about that I really want people to grasp that. Does your dog enjoy walking where you're walking them? Yeah. And what is your reason for walking the dog? And it should not be about satisfying a need that you have or reducing any guilt that you have. That is not the purpose, right? We have to look at walks. We have to directly look at the dog itself and say, do you enjoy this? Where would you enjoy it more? What is the purpose for this walk for you? Mm -hmm. And it should be, the answer should be enrichment and if the answer is not yes, that the dog enjoys where you're walking or the dog enjoys walking, then you can go ahead and switch this podcast episode off and listen to something else.
1: Or just find somewhere else to go. But it really is.
0: I think that most dogs will enjoy being out and about. It's just about finding a new place to do it. Right. Right. Not yeah. walking your dog where they're constantly having to look over their shoulders or worried about the dog that's running the fence. And so many people that live in neighborhoods, like we know that like East Nashville... Mm-hmm. in in middle tennessee here is the people there are a million dogs a million people a million kids and the houses are on top of each other it's a beautiful area to walk the neighborhoods are just gorgeous and it's right super dog friendly super super dog friendly but the problem is, is we get a lot of reactivity in those neighborhoods because a dog is walking and they're having to deal with other people other dogs on leash cars bicycles um the the noise of downtown and then all these dogs that are coming behind fences mm-hmm. whether they're invisible fences or regular fences so the dog is constantly like on alert right instead of just being able to relax and decompress with a nice enjoyable walk yeah. so please and this is not shaming people who no have to walk their dog we get that no, no i get that this is not for get- you. this is not for you i get that but even if you have to walk your dog you still have to find better ways to do it to help your dog be the most successful. All right. So now we're going to talk about some of the other. Now that if, if you've answered my dog enjoys walks. Okay. We have found an area where the dog loves to walk. Okay. So now what are the mistakes that you make? All right. So we've established that your dog likes to walk and where they're walking. I'm going to pour wine. So this might, this is going to be your short version of ASMR.
1: And if that pause was awkward. I had to go to the bathroom.
0: <laughs> but I'm trying to learn how to pause this. And so there's no real. Like, you know, breaking it. So, here's our ASMR. I hope that came out for you guys. If it didn't, I'm sorry. I hate that you missed it. All right. So, now that we've had, we've established the dog as, yes, let's walk. Okay. What are some of the other common issues? Uh, or common mistakes, I should say. I am going to touch on some things that I can quickly go through. And I'm going to save the deep shit to last okay. because I'm going to go on a rant.
1: All right, let's 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 run through it real Okay, quick here.
0: I know because we're already like 40 minutes in. Um, okay, first and foremost, tools. Making sure that you're using the right tools. Common mistakes is people try to use tools that they have just seen other people use and that, they, that they've just seen good results. Or, you know, this is the leash that the guy at the pet store said they should buy. And that's an issue. Okay, number one. You need to make sure you got the right tool for your dog. Okay. And that means the right collar, the right harness. And then you've got to find a leash that you're comfortable with. Okay. There is not one leash for everyone. There are some leashes my clients come up with, and I'm like, I don't know how in the hell you're even handling that leash. Even though it has a padded handle, it's the most uncomfortable leash I've ever dealt with.
1: It's funny because I have one that I love that you hate. I
0: hate it. I hate that leash.
1: I absolutely hate that. And I bought one from Myers, and I fucking hate it. And I love because it.
0: Because it has a bungee on it. And I, I hate bungees for normal walks. Bungees great when you're hooked to yourself at the waist and you're doing like a hike. Mm-hmm. And you want them out in front of you. Where, uh, far out in front of you. Not, but like if I'm just walking like at a brewery, I don't need that bungee right. where he's going to pull. And I'm not even going to, I'm not really going to feel that. Right. So I hate, I hate the bungee leash. But I also have to have something that's comfortable in my hand, or like a waist leash, mm-hmm. okay. Um, and if you have a dog who's pulling, I like harnesses that has double attachment. If my goal is for you to be able to walk your dog in a regular collar,
1: I was going to say the the fact
0: that I said harness that you said there are people listening to me that have known me for years. They're probably dropping they're their shit right now. They're laughing
1: so hard right now. They've known you for twenty six years. They're like, what the hell? She is, she said a harness is okay. Okay. But let me, (laughs) let me, but let me tell you what kind of harness
0: you need a harness, not these walking harnesses that go across your dog's shoulder blades, not the harnesses that restrict movement, harnesses that are comfortable for the dog and that have a Y fit on the chest. They've got to be comfortable with the dog, and I say that. So I love, and if y'all listen to us, oh, I no. and love. We don't get paid. For, by no, we them. don't. Just, I love disclaimer. Kurgo. I love <laughs> Kurgo harnesses, and I love the Journey Air harness. Love, love, love it. Bought Myers one. He does not like it. It's too bulky for his frame. He ain't a fan. He is not a fan, and I love them but I can't use it because it's not comfortable for him.
1: Whereas Isabella moves very freely in her. Yes, she does. And it fits great for her frame. Exactly. So
0: not every harness is going to be the same for your dog. So you might have to try a few things. We spent weeks looking at harnesses for Myers, and I finally got the Ruffwear light harness. Mm-hmm. And I had to buy him a new one um, because he's out. He's about to outgrow this one. But it's nice and light for him. I do love Ruffwear too, so don't get me wrong. But um, – it is. It's much more comfortable for him. It still yeah. doesn't fit ideally for him. My goal is to to walk him on a on a collar. The reason I have the harness and the reason why everybody should have a harness, and I'm saying that everyone should have a harness mm-hmm. for seatbelt purposes in the car. Yep. So he has to ride with the seatbelt in the car. Um, every dog should ride in a seatbelt in the car. And then when we're walking, I'll either hook him to the harness, depending on what we're doing. Or I'll take it off of him, hook him to the collar, or I'll keep it on him and just hook him to the collar. But again, I don't have to have any of those things attached because I've taught him how to walk with me without a leash. Right. So that's something else we're gonna get into, right? That's the okay. biggest issue people run yeah. into. So again, look at equipment. Be sure you have a leash that's comfortable. And I will tell you, one of the one of the things I hate on leashes, the main a couple of main things I hate on leashes. And I think is going to end up causing you guys issues if you have a poop bag holder attached to your handle of your leash please take it off you do not need a roll of 120 poop bags on every walk you go on if you do you need to change food because what happens with that is it gets in the way of you actually handling the leash and it makes it heavier
1: i've never even thought of that i know
0: and i hate it when i work with clients and they give me their leash i take it off I'm like i'm sorry but you don't need this just put a couple one. in your treat bag yeah which you should always have a treat bag when you take your dog for walks i don't care how old your dog is always have a treat bag you can throw a couple bags in there you do not need these big ass holders
1: i have one that clips to my belt that's fine. To my walking belt that's yeah. fine but again and you yeah. don't need 120 damn poop bags exactly for a walk, I mean, this one probably does have 120, But it's right, not, it's fine. It clips on me, not not her, so that makes sense. The other thing,
0: I can you get this cat off that tape? Look, my, Steve's like, what are y'all doing? He's up here, just like hanging out. Y'all have seen pictures of him? He's so cute. Um, the other mistake that people make is those leashes that have what they call the traffic handle. That's right there at the Basically, right at the dog where the where the uh leash clips to the collar,
1: oh, where it's like what yeah, like, it's like six yeah. inches from yes, the collar it's got two handles on it,
0: yes, okay. so and the second yeah, yeah, handle yeah. is the one down by the by the clip of the collar, oh man, like people grab that all the time, I was gonna say, yeah, I and hold
1: their dog so tight that the dog can't function I've used so I've spoiler alert, I've used one before, um. And, you know, you you feel like you have, like, control. (laughs) I mean, you feel like you're fixing things. And
0: your dog is feeling like that they're being
1: trapped into something Exactly. Like, you feel like, oh, I'm taking you out of a situation that is stressful. When in reality, you're making it more stressful. Because the dog can't move. Because you're, yeah, impeding their movement. Um, Yeah. Right? Even though you... You technically have more strength because you don't have the length of the leash, you know, carrying you off into Never Never Land. Um,
0: I see. I'm going to disagree with you because I think that when you grab the leash down there, your dog is on top of you. You're not able to create the balance that you need with the center of gravity of your body. Therefore, when the dog pulls, you're actually going to get pulled more.
1: I, but the the purpose of that handle is to keep them from being able to lunge and pull.
0: Yes. So so I yeah. I hate that. I hate that thing because people don't use it that way. They use it to keep the dog from trying to pull. Right. And it, it, again, if you're pulling on your dog, dog's going to pull on you. If you're pulling on your dog because your dog's pulling on you, then you're in a vicious cycle. Mm-hmm. And you're basically telling the dog that, yeah, that's what works because I'm going to do the same thing. So now I'm going to mirror your behavior instead of giving you things to mirror. Right. So – Finding the right leash and the leash leash length is also important. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I used to use short leashes, and that was a mis- big mistake for me. Um, I used one foot leashes up to like three and four foot leashes. Those are actually now that I'm looking back, those are way too short. Way too short. Yeah. Um, I am much prefer a six foot leash up to a thirty foot leash.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now four foot depending on the dog, right? If you have a five foot eight with a great Dane, a four foot's going to be great. If you are six foot tall with a Chihuahua, four foot's not going to work for you.
1: Right.
0: Right. You're probably going to need about a eight to 10 footer.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So
0: again, think about what you have and make sure that everything is comfortable because if you're not comfortable with the leash, you are not going to do very well teaching your dog to walk nicely. All right. So now that's equipment. Mm-hmm. So, let's just talk about the most common problem. People go on walks with their dog, and the only commands that they use is stop, sit, leave it, no pull, wait, quit, for fuck's sake, stop fucking pulling me. When I ask I'm, clients, what commands do you use on a walk? This is what they tell me. Well, no, no leave it mm-hmm. sit okay none of those actually communicate to the dog how you would like oh, for them
1: yeah. to walk with <laughs> you it's, do, really girls and boys do, do y'all do y'all hear this all right
0: y'all gotta go out <laughs> lord this is this is what that, happens up in our house that cattle right? dog <laughs>
1: Lord Jesus. After we Look, just I'm said. I'm not even
0: editing that shit. Y'all could just listen to after it. After we just
1: said that she doesn't bark much. Uh. <laughs> she makes this weird noise. Oh, no. When, when she's, she's playing. playing <laughs> she's on it,
0: man. Let's be real. When she's on it, she's playing. It, it's great. But, um, yeah, I'm not taking that shit out and editing that because y'all know I don't. Um, That's just part of it. But it, it, seriously, why are you using commands that do not communicate anything to the dog? On how to walk with you,
1: I've. It's funny because when you say it, it's so obvious. But I've, even though I don't do it, not anymore.
0: Not anymore. Did you do it with Jake before you knew me? Think back on those. No, I. I
1: didn't. I didn't. But there were other things that I don't want to reminisce on about that training. I use that term lightly. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's funny because I. I've never thought about it in that way. That. What what the hell does that even have to do with walking? <laughs> because people think if I can use leave it, well, okay, then they'll so, stop pulling. Well, I get leave it well, in, in like please don't pick up that dead animal. Sure, on the trail. if you
0: teach leave it correctly, but most people don't right. Why is your
1: dog making this noise? I don't know. Uh,
0: let's go for the 12th pause of the motherfucking podcast right now. And this is going to totally be an explicit one. Y'all, y'all remember in the beginning when when Nikki's like, oh, her tank needs to be refilled. Well, right now, this motherfucker's running on empty. And I'm, and I'm going to go, like, knock some dogs out here. Just, just give me a sec.
1: You are not. No, no I, of
0: course I'm not. Out. I love them dearly. But my God, they are being obnoxious. Okay, now that I've kicked them to the curb, not really. They're just still in the living room. I just had to open the door and say, that's enough. Um, and shut the fuck up. My favorite line to use. Actually, I'm teaching Myers that. So I use my that's enough for his barking.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But and he, he knows that's enough means to redirect your attention. But now I'm throwing in, shut the fuck up. That's enough. And so what's going to end up happening is I'm going to teach him, shut the fuck up. is the same as that's enough. And it's just a cute little party trick wow there you go anyway
1: so yeah <laughs> how many how many times can you put there is really foul language in this podcast look if y'all haven't figured out by now do not listen to this with your kids i don't know what to do it's, with you it sort of escalates so like people who email and they're like hey we just started listening oh I'm huh? like, yeah okay oh god bless pay attention to those e's <laughs> Do not listen with the kids. In about six months,
0: you're gonna wanna, <laughs> you're gonna wanna you might want to turn away. <laughs> well, it went from me by myself. And I I mean, nope nobody wants to cuss when they're by themselves. Oh, who am I kidding? I got a sailor's potty mouth. But all right, all right, so but yeah, I can see using leave it correctly. But that should when I say what are your walking words, what words do you use to communicate to your dog how You would like for them to walk with you. Directional cues. Oh my God, that is brilliant. Directional cues. I
1: thought that's what you called them. I probably did. (laughs) I was just (laughs) giving you some credit there. I was like, no, no, I think I got that from you.
0: But they're really directional cues, right? Leave it's not a directional cue. So Mm -hmm. when we talk about.
1: That's an environmental cue. It's an
0: environmental cue. Look at you. You're on it.
1: Boom! Boom! Give me All right half a bottle of prosecco when I'm on it. You're like I got this. I uh-huh. could teach everybody.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> so the biggest mistake people make is you guys don't communicate with your dog on how to walk with you. So I want you to imagine. Okay, this is look. If you want to know what your dog feels like, what I'd like for you to do is is find a friend or a partner i would like for you to tie your legs together so put it put yourself in like a three legged race right so take your two inside legs tie them together and then i want you to just start walking to where your partner doesn't give you any type of communication as far as where you're going or what you're doing um other than like leave it and stop uh, and see how it makes you feel right that's Fantastic. It's because the connector, <laughs> if you think about that, that connector is yeah. like putting you in a three-legged race. Yeah. You have to have communication because you're attached.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You have to go together.
1: Like They have no choice. There's no
0: choice here, right? So we've got to come up with words to communicate to your dog. So very simply what we use. We use let's go, which means... We are moving from this space together. We're on
1: the move. We are
0: on the move. My rules are for that type of walk. Don't pull me. Don't trip me and keep up. I don't care if you change sides. I don't care if you're in front, behind. I don't care if you're sniffing things. That means if you have a 20-foot leash, then you are allowed 20 feet from me. And when I get to the end of that 20-foot leash, I would hope that you're, you're moving from where you're sniffing and you're following me. If not, I'm going to give you the this way cue, which means you need to come back in this direction towards me. Or when I'm needing to change direction, I'm giving this way to let the dog know I'm changing direction. Mm-hmm. Because if we don't communicate, then the dog's like, I didn't know you were doing that. Right. Right. I mean, you just did it. I have watched people, and I literally, there are sometimes I just want to throw things out my car window. <laughs> when <laughs>
1: that's literally I think I just want
0: no I just want to like start carrying bean bags or something like throwing them at people. I watch people you should get like f- like referee flags, like football and put, flags and be like you suck, call me dog speak. No, I don't think so. No, okay. So.
1: It's not really our joke. Shaming people. My, my listeners shaming love They they not know really what I mean name. by that, right? <laughs> I'm actually
0: a really sweet person most of the time. Um but look, it drives me crazy when I and and I'm sorry if you do this. And I'm and look, I can talk about this because everything we're talking about, I've done wrong. There's a
1: good chance I'm still doing it and I don't even know what it is yet.
0: (laughs) Seriously, like I have done it wrong. So please know I'm not judging. I'm not making you feel bad. I have done these things because this is what society has told us. This is what the professionals, and I'm putting air quotes in, have told us to do, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm not, I, my job here is just to help you know better and learn better right so one thing that drives me crazy is when people go to like at a crosswalk and they stop and they make their dog sit I don't know why y'all do that other than somebody says well it keeps them from going across the road well if they're attached to you there's no way they can go across the road without you what if I made you stop every time you came to a crosswalk how stupid and silly would that seem You'd be like, my freaking legs hurt. My quads are sore. Please stop making me do that.
1: Yeah. Okay. The, or uh, or when another when a person passes. They make them stop and sit. And they stop and like, sit. You're
0: never going to get anywhere if you're going to walk somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can understand. You do that on the trail. I don't. You don't stop off to the side anymore with her on the trail? I do, but I don't make her sit. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Okay. She does it. But she, she does, does it automatically. If she does
1: it on her own, fine. But I don't. I don't give her a sick man. I say this, I give her a this way. And she chooses officer, to. And a weight. And that's the thing is, I, don't, I, I give her a weight. Command. Okay, so weight's good. Yeah, we have a weight. Command. Our weight is kind of just stop until and she further stand. information. Yeah, and she stands. Yeah, sorry. No, we don't do a, yeah, we don't do a I don't
0: thing. understand why that is not helping your dog because here's the thing. In reality, if you're walking your dog off leash and you come to a crosswalk, your dog is not going to stop and sit unless you've put communication in there of this is verbally because the dog isn't going to look at this environment and go, oh, "Okay, this looks just the same as what we've done 30 times." Just because every crosswalk is going to look different. Now, if they want to sit on their own, I don't care. I'm not requiring it.
1: It's funny. See, it's funny when you like again, when you say it out loud, it seems so obvious. Like, yeah, it's just another crosswalk. The dog doesn't know. Like, that they're supposed to stop Because there.
0: sometimes you don't stop at a crosswalk. Exactly. Think about that when you're walking. Sometimes you don't stop at a exactly. crosswalk, I mean, depending
1: on where you are. Sort of thinking about guide dogs. Yeah. Um. They're trained based on, you know, cue, like environmental cues at a crosswalk, for instance, right? Uh, yeah, but they there's don't, also... They are not sitting yeah, there.
0: They're not sitting. They're not sitting. But they're, um, obviously there are still p- things put in place for seeing eye...
1: Right, right, right. I'm just but, saying. It's- yeah, but
0: you're right. They it's it's just something that w- we need to to take responsibility, knowing that we know more about mm. our environment that we have words put in place. Right. That's, that's that kind of that's the thing, right? Yeah. That w- when I was going back with this is when I see people stop at a crosswalk and when they go to start walking their dog again. They don't actually communicate to their dog that they're moving.
1: Oh, and the poor dog's still sitting. Dog
0: sitting, looking <laughs> at something else, and they just start walking, and it pulls and it yanks the dog. And they're like, "Oh, shit, I'm like, sorry. what an asshole!" Sorry, stop doing that. And I'm sorry if my listener look if there's any listeners that do that, and I just called you an asshole. I- I'm raising a drink to you because you didn't know better. Now you do. So now you're an asshole if you do it, and you know better. Not really. I love you all. Look, my job is to help you see things beyond what this box has been, like, this box that's been made for dog training and how we should treat our dogs. I don't want you in this box. Mm -hmm. I don't, oh, you have to sit at the ground. No, you don't. No, you don't. What you do need to do, though, is communicate to your dog. Okay, here's a good example. I'm going to the human thing because, you know, I love the human examples, right? um Savannah, Georgia, one of my absolutely favorite places in the whole wide world, right? Um it's like a it's like a second or third home to me. Um imagine going on and and you could take any little city that you have that do walking tours. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's just imagine. You know where I'm going with this, right? Let's imagine you have a tour guide And instead of telling you that we're stopping here or communicating to you verbally that we're doing something, they just like yank you back to stop you somewhere. Or then they start walking after they've stopped and didn't even tell you they were walking and you missed part of the tour because nobody told you, right? If you listen to tour guides, they're going to tell you what's happening. All right, we're going to go down the street here and we're going to take a left on 14th and we're going to look at the so-and-so house. A
1: A good tour guide probably over communicates. Honestly. Probably. And and I'd much rather you over communicate than I find under. myself just like straight up talking to Isabella like she's a human. I'm like, hey, we're going to go here because, you know, I mean, but if you want to go over there, that's okay. Yeah, no, we can do that. I mean, all right. You want to explore that? I'll tell you about that part of the woods. Like- <laughs> I would much rather <laughs> someone over communicate
0: with important information. Useful information
1: okay so i probably uh probably just have noise going on again though that's that's more for me well i think it for you it helps keep your yeah it keeps energy down and without getting nervous yeah it keeps me level and and i think we all need to find that she doesn't she doesn't pay attention to it because she knows what the directional cues are yes i'm doing it for myself you're just talking and blah 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 blah
0: blah this way (laughs) blah 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 this way and she knows
1: and she yeah she knows what those are yeah and and that is the thing
0: is that we have to be able to give our dogs directions on how we expect them to perform or act whatever word you want to use in this specific environment because this specific environment may not be the same as the environment we were in yesterday Mm -hmm. but me being the tour guide And upper management, I know more about this. So I'm going to give you directional cues to help you navigate this environment. Instead of telling you all the shit I don't want you doing. Yeah. So when I start walking a dog, I'm using my let's go this way. So let's go my communication of a very relaxed walk. This way is changing direction, which I will change direction right before the dog starts to pull to keep them tuned in. And then if I'm with a new dog... In matter of fact, I do it with my dog still. I am constantly good boy or good girl. Mm-hmm. I am communicating constantly until I realize that my dog has this environment within their system that they're now comfortable in. Right. If I have a dog who understands what's expected in this environment, I don't have to use as many cues and I don't have to good boy as much. But when I go to a new environment, I am up in it again and I'm rewarding. Mm-hmm. And then I like to teach a closer walk so the dog is next to me for a walk that I might use in situations where I need them a little bit closer. Maybe I'm walking in a crowded sidewalk. It's not as much of a free-form walk. But I don't want to teach that until I teach a dog to just walk with me, that walking with me is beneficial. If I try to teach a dog to walk right next to me before teaching them that walking with me is beneficial, I'm going to constantly struggle. And if you have to hold your dog next to you to get them to walk next to you, you're not teaching them to walk with you. Yeah. That's that damn handle that I hate. And it's also the heel command. Oh, my God. I hate the heel command.
1: And, you know, like, be right here. Be heel. Right next to me. And the
0: reason I hate the heel command is because the way it's been used. It, it comes out.
1: Yeah, it comes right? out Right? If harsh. you
0: want to use heel means just be next to me. Yeah, that's We fine. use with me.
1: Yeah, that's fine. All right. It's just because um, it's more conversational when you say with me. Right. That, with me. You know, I think. Heel. We, yeah.
0: We use heel in the service world, but it's not a walking command. It's a position. Exactly. And heel is a position.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I think it was probably used as a positional command before it was used as a walking command. I think people missed the actual walking command that goes with heel. That
1: would make sense, yes. considering a heel has to do with your foot, <laughs> <laughs> right? Just
0: saying so. Again, we look at these things. You can use any words you want. I don't care. It's got to be something that's easy for you. What I what I want you to do though is think about when I use this word,
1: what behavior do I want my dog to do, and how can I teach them that, mm-hmm. and be consistent, and be consistent, and you call me out on it sometimes. And I'm like, yeah, but she – and I, I realize that there are things that I, like, have mixed up with her, and she still responds to it
0: appropriately. <laughs> and I think because that point, when you're using it, it's an environmental cue. Right, right. And and I, and I get a lot of people that do that. They're, they use come on when they're wanting their dog to speed up or walk with them. They'll use come on. And then they'll oh, use yeah. come to get the dog to come to oh, them. gotcha. And they're yeah. like, but the dog does it. And what happens is, well, that's great. The dog is picking it up on the environmental cues that there's a leash attached. So come on means this. But here's the thing. I'd rather not take the chance mm-hmm. of mixing my words. Because if I have my dog off leash and I say, come on, that leash is not attached, which was a part of the environmental cue of what come on means in that environment. Mm. Okay, Whereas that, when I call my dog sense. to me, come, there's no leash attached. Yeah. So I really prefer to stick to this word means this behavior
1: yeah.
0: in whatever More environment.
1: of what that is. Yeah. Doesn't
0: mean that I can't have multiple words for that behavior. Right? So like I know that whenever you and I first got together, you used here with Jake and I used come with my dog.
1: The reason I used here is because um, I have a I have a deeper voice, <laughs> just it's an Appalachian thing, uh, and so and Jake had um, several acres. That yes, he, he did. He was allowed to be on, and he was a flat coated retriever. And um, the reason I used here is because when I say come, it's sort of flat. It it's sort of flat. It just falls, and so it didn't carry. He didn't travel. And so that was the reason I used here, um, because he he like I'm like he's not going to hear it when he's right three acres away right right so it, it has to do with just my natural um, tone inflection of, yeah yeah inflection and tone of voice um, because I do I'm yeah in, I'm in a lower octave than most women and I get that so I you know I, I would use here so he could. And that's literally is, hear that
0: <laughs> I was so used to using "come," I would teach him "come" mm-hmm. that meant the same thing. But I also put in a whistle because I used to whistle yeah. with my dogs. Yeah. So I used three different commands for my dogs for "come." And Jake knew all of them. Jake knew all of them. Right. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying is that as long as you teach it, if you have one word that comes out of your mouth, that's easier than your partner. That's Okay. What I'm asking you is just make sure that you are consistent with the behavior that you're expecting. With that word. With that word. And that there are not any other environmental cues that you're counting on. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. So for me, when I'm using let's go this way, I'm using that with or without a leash. These are not leash commands. Mm -hmm. These are walking commands. Directional cues. Directional I love that. Did I say that already? I don't know. Look, y'all are going to be like, damn, y'all drunk. We're not. Not yet. We're not. It just uh, I'm gonna be working on that though. Um, <laughs> I'm filling up my tank. Y'all leave me alone. Um, so it's it's so I would say that's the biggest mistake is you guys are not communicating to your dogs. Do not use the leash to communicate. The leash is just yanking the dog around. The leash is there to help keep your dog safe, but also to teach your dog the appropriate behavior. Mm-hmm right? Not to drag your dog all over the place. There's going to be some gentle guidance while you're teaching. Just like if you're in the passenger seat of my car and I'm like turning left, then you have to go with me. I'm not waiting on you for you to get out of the car and and go left before I turn left. I'm driving. Mm -hmm. I'm in charge. There's gentle guidance there, but I'm communicating it. So like to a human, I'm communicating it with the blinker. Mm -hmm. to my dog i need to communicate it with this way Mm -hmm. right we're changing direction um not setting that solid foundation right so if you've never taught your dog what good boy or good girl means then you're going to be screwed on walks if you don't have a a cue that tells the dog they're doing something right that triggers their brain to check to see if there's any type of reward then you're going to struggle with walks
1: your dog is phenomenal at this he Off leash. if he he is so good. Let me
0: tell you, he the other yep. day I let him actually run across I'm the road. A little jealous. I let him run across the road um to bark at a at a solicitor. Um I made no I made sure no, no cars God, were coming. We had right?
1: one come today and he lost his shit.
0: Oh, uh, what was they what were they selling? What if the same guy? I don't know. Do you you didn't even ask the control. door, did you? I did. That son of a bitch came back. <laughs> he already look
1: i was in a meeting you i said look I we sent, all work
0: from home now i sent the dog look i let him out front <laughs> and he was walking across the street i let myers go nobody was coming during that time of day it's a pretty quiet neighborhood i let him run over there and bark at this guy right and i'm thinking oh he'll Poor see dude. me out here he won't he won't come back We were out in the front because our deck was being done paint and stained so we couldn't go out go out back so he, he, seeing 15 pound Myers running this guy barking right and this guy is freaked out he's using his clipboard like trying to protect himself 15 and pounds? I'm laughing right yeah he is 15 okay. pounds and I'm laughing so I laugh and I know that's rude y'all I'm sorry don't okay? sick your dogs on people <laughs> I didn't send him I didn't sick him but he just went but I ended up I had to call him back to me um and you know what he came
1: you sent that son of a bitch. That's not very nice. quickly. It's not that. Nice. He's just. I didn't doing his send job. him. I didn't send him. No, I'm Myers the went guy. on his own.
0: Okay, look. Then the guy came to the damn door. I'm
1: t- I'm talking about the poor and guy. Look, and
0: I told him, I'm like, I'm sorry, my wife makes those decisions. Um, well, we'll be back on Thursday. I'm like, well, you can try, but we're pretty happy with our service, and she's in meetings all the time. So he came back and knocked today. They don't listen.
1: So- um, first of all. He did listen because you said... No, he said Thursday. <laughs> he said my wife... Yes, but he said well, Thursday. So anyway... Maybe he so, heard Tuesday. So Myers wants ter- to bark ter- ter- at him. So maybe anyway... He, maybe he heard Tuesday. But look,
0: I had to get Myers... I had to get Myers to come back in those moments. And I used my words. Um, yes, I could use come. But if I didn't need him, need him to come... To me, I just needed him to come back in my direction. I use this way. Mm-hmm. And he was actually really good at responding. Now, because he is getting a little bit more where he wants to run across the road and do those things, he gets a leash now because he's in that adolescent phase where he's kind of like more adventurous, but it's getting, you know, a little dangerous. Risky, risky behavior. It's risky behavior, like, in It's adolescent. adolescence. adolescence yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's my job to keep him safe. But regardless if I have a leash on him or not, I'm using the same words. Mm-hmm. And he knew in that moment what I was asking. And matter of fact, when I went out to kind of pay um, the people that did our deck, I went out front to pay them. I let him out with me without a leash. And um, and I was able to control him verbally mm-hmm. uh, because I've set those words up. And he understood what they meant. And I didn't call him to me to end the fun, which is what we talked about a couple weeks ago. Yeah, exactly. But this way is what I use a lot. I use this way a lot for him just to come back in my direction. Mm -hmm. So so make sure that you are using these words on a regular basis. You know what to expect. You're setting your dog up for success. Get the right equipment because that's going to be important. And don't overwhelm your dog. Don't try to walk your dog where there are 14 kids playing across the street, playing soccer. There's a dog barking down the street. Your dog has not been out of the house in three weeks. That's not the time to work on things. Take him somewhere quiet and work on it. Because I'll get in the backyard and ask him to this way, or let's go just to walk a little bit. Yeah. Um, and it's just all those little practices, and even in the house, let's go and we're we'll going to our room, and he goes into the office. No, buddy, this way. He he knows. Oh, we're not going to the office. We're going to the room. Mm-hmm. Cool. So again, these are not leash commands. I really want to help you guys understand. These are not leash commands. Yeah. Okay, These are directional cues. I really like that, directional cues. I'm not sure if I gave that to you or not. I'm still not convinced. Um, I'll take credit for it. Okay, good. Uh, So make sure that you do set up a solid foundation of what words you want to use, what behavior, and making sure that you have a really good verbal marker to tell the dog when they're doing right. He is really good at good boy. You're right. He hears good boy. He's like, oh, my God, I'm so good. Like he hears it on the TV and he's like perked up. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, my God, I'm so good. Right. Um, Another common mistake that people make um, is they yank on the leash a lot. And I know we've mentioned that, but I need to mention it again. When you're pulling on the leash constantly or you're tightening up the leash to try to get the dog to stay with you, you're gonna keep failing. Okay. You gotta relax, you gotta use your words. Stop yanking on the dog. Gentle guidance, yes. Not yanking on the dog. And if you have to have two hands on your dog on your dog's leash, then you don't have the right equipment. All right? You need to be able to walk your dog with one hand. And the reason I'm really adamant about these two hands. Um, And I know there are a lot of people that teach that and that do that. My problem with two hands is that when that second hand gets on the leash, you're immediately going to tighten up and tense up and pull back. It's muscle memory. Yeah. All right. So one hand have one hand available for treating for me, one hand available for carrying a beverage. I prefer a waist leash so I can carry two beverages
1: it's, it's funny, like, having um, the belt, like, using that where you, you have to u- use, like. Right, you use
0: the cargo belt.
1: I'm, I have two, two different ones, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's so helpful um, because you do. You have to, like, you're like, all right, cool. Like, we're just going to go this way. And you're not yanking on the dog. You're not. Just using your body. Yeah. And that's so hard for people.
0: It's like I literally struggle with a lot of my clients to where they just keep wanting to pull with the leash. They're bending the elbow. They're doing tricep extensions. They're touching the (laughs) butt. They're touching the boob. They have it above their head. They're like yanking. Like even when they do this way, they're bending and they're pulling with the dog. Hook it to your, either get a waist leash, hook it to a belt, something or have someone else hold a long leash while you use the words to communicate to your dog. That's one of my favorite things to do is I'll put the dogs on a 30-foot leash. I'll hold the leash and make my clients walk the dog without touching a leash. Mm-hmm. And I'll make sure the dog follows through if they use the right commands. Right. But it's just getting them used to using the words without the muscle memory of the leash. Right.
1: But if you just remember... That, that, was, that was hard for me. It's so hard for because you. Because even though I, I had a belt on, I would still like... You want to grab that leash. Grab it mm-hmm. to like... To navigate. Yep. Not necessarily grab to like cor- correct. Like that's no. totally different. But, but like to navigate. Yeah. Um, yeah. Stop. Stop
0: navigating yeah. with that. Right. Yeah. Communicate. Use your body to position correctly. And your dog will start to be more fluid and following your movements. Mm-hmm. And now when I take my dog out, a lot of times when I take him places, if it's a safe environment and he's off leash, I don't have to say much to him. Mm-hmm. Now, I good boy like crazy when he checks in. Or if he's getting too far away, this way. Yeah. All right. He does he does a good job because I've immediately started with those commands. And it's funny because every Roddy I've had, they've been horrible on leash because I always worked them off leash.
1: Oh, they're like, what is this thing? What
0: is this thing attached what are you to me? Doing
1: to me. Right. And which, which is now
0: me. why I think that I. I now back then I didn't now I do teach a command for walking closer by me instead of that freedom because like I mean Dan could walk ahead of sense. me and then when she got to a crosswalk I would just say wait and she would stop and mm-hmm. wait for me to give her permission to go. Mm-hmm. So but when she was on leash if she was on a six foot eight foot leash she was like I need to be over here I need to go over this I'm like oh my god you're horrible on leash. Because I didn't work as much on leash,
1: even though she's doing the exact same exact thing. same thing, she's, she's just limited, changing directions. She's going from right. this side to this side because it's what she did. She's dealing with conflict, yep.
0: and it's my job to make sure that I say, "Okay, you're on a shorter leash, so this is what this is how we need to walk now." And that might be my with me stay close, right? You, you can come up with anything. But the bottom line is is you've got to communicate to your dog how to walk with you and what that looks like Mm -hmm. and stop physically controlling your dog with the leash. The leash is limiting options, allowing you to teach and doing some gentle guidance, but stop yanking on the leash, stop using it for correction, stop, you know, popping that collar with the leash. Oh my God. I was watching this video the other day and I'm like, you're literally like using that leash to correct this dog for being reactive. I almost just,
1: this is why I drink. So sh- you've probably said this before. Um, would it be accurate to say you should think about the leash as like your parent holding your hand? When oh my you're God, little?
0: that is so good. I've not said that before, but that is on point. I'm thinking If you about- could drop your <laughs> mic without like killing our <laughs> listeners' eardrums, I would want you to do that.
1: I mean, I'm just, you know, thinking about um, the guidance that your parents offer you with their hand when, you know, you're holding their hand crossing exactly the street right. or
0: walking Well, if you hold your partner's through,
1: hand. Yeah. Walking through, you know, hey, we're. If I'm holding your hand and we're walking,
0: yeah. I'm not just going to yank you over to. Like, let's say we're at a craft
1: fair. I'm not going to just yank you over and be like, "I'm going to go look at this." I don't think that's very fair, considering I almost took your arm off to get this prince picture okay. over here. Yeah, you did at a craft do that. fair. You did so. not communicate with me at all that that what was happening. Sorry.
0: However, I noticed prince. the prince picture first, and I knew you were heading in that direction. <laughs> so I looked at my environmental cues. And I went ahead and moved in that direction before you could rip my arm out of the socket. But that's the thing is, like, if I'm holding your hand and I want to go look at something, I'm not just going to drag you over. I'm going to say, "Oh my god, baby, I need to go look at that." Yeah, exactly. Can we go over there? Yeah. and then we go together.
1: Yeah. So right? I, I think you can. I love that. Think about it as as hand holding. I love that.
0: Yeah. That's uh, a great. I think it's a great place okay. to uh, to wrap up. Oh, I thought we were getting deeper. <sighs> is that the next episode? deeper no i mean other than i mean we just talked about like don't expect your dog to read your mind oh you said at the end we were getting deep i did
1: yeah you're right no, like,
0: no i thought i already did
1: oh okay i thought you meant like i guess we that were was getting, as deep as i thought, I thought I mean, we were getting into, like deep. some psychology and some
0: no <laughs> did i mention that i've been doing continuing education and my brain yeah. hurts yeah yeah. Okay. She's flooded. And I did a seminar on Friday night Yeah, after like some heavy, uh, clients last week. So, uh, yeah, I think that's a good place to wrap, but I mean, to kind of sum it up, don't, don't expect your dog to read your mind. Stop using commands that do not communicate how to walk with you. <laughs> okay. Now, not to say that leave, it's not usable if you really do need it, but Let's teach our dogs to walk with you. I love your analogy of it's like a a, chi- a, a parent holding a child's hand.
1: I mean, right? I think that's how you should think about a leash.
0: I love that. Because it's better than a three-legged race. Yeah. I love that. Yeah.
1: Well, okay. I, I I was in a three-legged race with my dad one time for Girl Scouts. Did he communicate to you? Um, we won, but I'm pretty sure he almost killed me. (laughs) He
0: probably drug you like you fail. And you're like, I just got to keep up. He
1: just held on to me and just kept running. Okay, see. And I was just like dragging That's not appropriate,
0: right? Because that for him was all about him. But we won. And not about (laughs) the experience. But we won. But we
1: did win. Damn.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Love you, Dad. Um... Stop focusing on the wrong behavior, what your dog is doing. Focus on what you would like them to do in environments. Make sure your dog actually enjoys what you're asking them to do. Make sure they enjoy the walk, where you're walking. Get the right equipment. Um, And really take your dog in consideration when you're trying to give your dog something you think that they need or want. Mm -hmm. Does that wrap that up? I think so. Okay, good. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I know, guys, this one was... uh,
1: you know, so, like, I'm still in training with my new job, and so my brain is sort of melty.
0: Yeah, see, so you're learning new shit.
1: You know, and so. I'm expanding my knowledge. I see you doing the same thing. We're both like. The de- <sighs> we both have our headphones in, like, we're in training, and I see your brain sort of melting, too. It's like, oh, my God, like, it's so full. It is learning things,
0: yeah. And this is why, like, I mean, yeah, mental simulation. Twenty six years I've been doing this, and a lot of things that I'm listening to and learning. I mean, I've no, I know a lot of this stuff, but man, there's some really good stuff in there. That especially because there's a lot of new research going on um, with dogs, and so it's really exciting. Because um, back in the day when I started, if you told somebody you were a dog trainer, they just looked at you like, oh, then you make like six hundred dollars a year, and you're nothing you, teach you play tricks. with dogs you yeah. teach tricks right um very different today mm-hmm. very different today um but it's really exciting i think my parents don't even realize that i don't think my parents even know what i do
1: man uh, when I got it comes down all to of it my co-workers are like can she come to?" and they they all live out of state well we can do so, it so uh trip yeah. i think we're taking whoop you whoop. i think i think we're taking you here we come north carolina <laughs> i think i think you're going maybe north I can come, carolina maybe, look I, if i'm close
0: <laughs> enough, i need to go i need to go visit kim brophy's place in asheville um but yeah, yeah. It, it's i, think, I tell you it's going. just it's, the thing is that i would love for to see people get invested into the um thinking uh the in and outs of their dog and really getting past this, how do I get my dog to mind me to really understanding of how do I develop this relationship with my dog to where my dog is getting their needs met. I'm getting my needs met and we're cohesively living this life to the fullest.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And, um, and that's really what we're about here. Right. Um, and if you do want to know a little bit how we do our leash walking, you can go to our website, dogspeak 101com We have a video on there about leash walking and, um, It is really, communication is the key. Do not let your leash be the communicator. Use your mouth. Uh, Teach your dog the right behavior. Start very easily and know that that your dog doesn't have to walk around the block to get the enrichment or the value of that exercise. Uh, Sometimes it's actually more detrimental than it is good. So look at the pros and cons for your dog. Every dog is going to be different. Every situation, scenario is going to be different. But the one common theme is communicate to your dog. Teach them what you want. Set a good foundation. Get the right tools. And make sure that you are doing everything right to help your dog be the best that they can be in whatever situation or environment that you put them in. Um, Any lasting kind of comments from you over there? I I see that your glass is empty. So you're like, we got to wrap this shit up.
1: I won't say lasting because, you know,
0: we evolve. So
1: We do evolve. I don't want to put anything in stone here.
0: Well, if I went back and listened to like the, the... podcast episodes that i did back when i started this what in 2019 um to today i mean again i'm growing you're going to listen and you're going to hear me grow and and change but any any words to finish out today's conversation no
1: no no i came up with the the hand-holding thing you know the hand-holding
0: thing was phenomenal i I think uh, it was phenomenal i'm really happy i earned my pay here you did you earned another (laughs) glass of prosecco so that with that we are going to sign off so that she can get some more prosecco and i'm going to go and my mom's meatloaf Oh, we're going to have meatloaf and then um i'm going to fill up my glass and refill my tank and i appreciate you guys and i we love hearing from you and really if you can reach out to us i just love listening uh, not listening. I love hearing from you, and then having listeners' questions that we can go over. We do need to do another listener question episode.
1: Yeah, so I'm maybe in the next couple of weeks we can do that. I think next week we need to do one because I've got I've got one a really good one. I mean, multiple listeners asking the same. All thing. right, so, so let's do it. I mean, we really need to focus. on All that. right, let's yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. We're gonna do it. We've promised some people some some episodes. Well, let's so we, do it. And then, then Steve, yeah. if you're still
0: listening to this. Reach out, man. It's time we do another episode um, because I think we got an, we got an email about that episode. Um, I think today about Steve's episode. We did, yes, yeah, yeah. so, and yesterday, and yesterday, and too. yesterday. So yeah. yeah, reach out to us, guys. We love to listen to you or listen from you. Listen from you. Shit, we love to hear from you, um,
1: and oh, we appreciate that, you listening. That's a that's a very good uh, conversation to get into about listening mm-hmm. and hearing the difference between hearing and listening.
0: Ooh, look at that.
1: What? Boom. Not today, folks. Not today. I need more wine. We need more wine, yeah. <laughs> um,
0: but make sure you follow us on Instagram. That's where we're putting most of our information. Uh, we're still doing some on Facebook. Mostly Instagram is where we are. Be sure you check out the website. Sign up for the newsletter. Um, are we having newsletters going out?
1: We are now, yeah. Okay, back to there, newsletters. There was a, We
0: there had was, a little break in lag. We gotta, I apologize. We're getting yeah. back on newsletters, so... Um, and again, if you have any questions, please reach out. We do offer Zooms. Um, we've been doing a couple of Zooms um, with uh, listeners every week. Mm-hmm. So it's been great. We had one from Canada. We've had um, one from, um, well, actually in the state of Tennessee, but Chattanooga. Pennsylvania. Uh, we've had Pennsylvania. We've got uh, Long we California, Island. Long Island. All right? So we've, we've been having a lot of fun um, meeting with you guys and talking with you and helping you out. And we just want you to... Uh, learn as much as you can and and help you develop the best relationship that you can with your dog. And we appreciate you guys. And uh, the way you can help us is rate and review and then, of course, share the podcast so that others can find us because we want to uh, educate as many as we can. And I will say that I'm super, super, super excited that back in um, May the 19th, we had just about 96,000 downloads. And as of yesterday, we were at 103,000 downloads. Now, that's very small compared to podcasts out there. But for that type of growth in that small amount of time, I'm just thrilled. And the more that we can help and the more we can uh, to reach out to people and help them, then this makes it worthwhile. And um, I appreciate you guys so much. And, and Brent, I'm glad you're back to do episodes with me because I would know, love recording with others, but just something about sitting across <laughs> from you and getting to uh, getting to spend that time together because because our, our time together is getting it a little is less. Fun. So
1: it is fun.
0: Um, I'm really excited about that. So guys, appreciate you. Love you so very much. Um, I think that we need to probably do an. I'm thinking maybe a contest. We have some uh, harnesses to give away, some mm-hmm. things to give away. So I think that we need to be doing a contest. So, so. Uh, come up with something. We'll
1: figure something I'm looking out. at Britt and coming up with something. I can't use Isabella's DNA can't like we use did last well time. Isabella's DNA like we did with Myers. It's but, pretty obvious. Uh,
0: we'll come up with something and uh, get you guys some goodies because we appreciate you and we love you very much. So I hope you guys have a great week, and I hope you've uh, at least taken some new ideas about your um, – walking, not leash, but walking manners with your dog. Have a great week.